Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Schapp. Wow, what a PGA championship at Southern Hills. Justin Thomas wins in a playoff over Will Zalatoris. Thomas goes birdie, birdie, par on the three-hole aggregate playoff. Will Zalatoris, birdie, par, and then he didn't have to putt on 18 because Thomas had already won the playoff. But it's kind of ironic of how Justin Thomas was even able to get into the playoff when you look at his scores, 67, 67, 74, and comes back and shoots a 3-under 67 on Sunday. Will Zalatoris, 66, 65, 73, 71. But everybody thought until the 72nd hole that it was going to be Mito Pereira winning the PGA Championship. Unfortunately, Pereira double bogeyed the 18th hole. He shoots 68, 64, 69, 75, and finishes tied for third with Cameron Young. Tommy Fleetwood finishes tied for fifth with Chris Kirk and Matt Fitzpatrick. Roy McElroy in eighth. Brendan Steele, Tom Hoagie, Abraham Answer, Seamus Power, all at tied for nine with a one-under final score the prize breakout justin thomas 2.7 million dollars for the win not a bad payday for will zalatoris repping simmons bank 1.62 million dollars for him with his second place finish over at southern hills in tulsa you will hear from the champion justin thomas in just a bit but first on the tee here's runner-up will zalatoris with his initial thoughts after the PGA Championship. Yeah, you know, I uh, actually thought that tee ball on 18 went in the water. So, uh, you know, the fact I was able to get into a playoff was huge. Um, you know, I fought like crazy all day. You know, I thought, uh, you know, I really thought I need to make a few birdies really kind of 12 through 15 and um, just was barely missing on the edges and, um, you know, speed got off a little bit. I had a lot of putts that were uphill, but breaking about a foot and a half, and they're just so hard to hit, especially out here, just because you know they can run away from you. Um, but pretty proud of the resolve that I had. Um, you know, I I think yesterday was really the day that, you know, looking back on it, I was pretty frustrated with. Um, yeah. You know, the first nine holes I thought was was a, was really good experience, especially going forward. Um, you know, 
especially after missing the cut last week, I'm obviously pretty proud to be sitting in this position considering Saturday. I would have, would have never thought I would have been standing here. So, um, you know, I, I was always, it felt like I was always one, two, three back. And then um, once I saw Mito hit on the water on 18, I know that putt that I was going to have on 18 was probably to get into a playoff. Um, so, you know, I will bottle that putt on 18 for, uh, for the future. So um, pretty excited where my game's at for sure. And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm, I know I'm going to get one. It's just a matter of time. I kind of ha have to check myself sometimes because I feel like I'm playing junior golf or college golf all over again, playing with Scotty, you know, Scotty, Mito, uh, even JT. Um, you know, we've been playing together for almost 10 years. I mean, I, first time I played with JT, I was 13 in Cannon Cup on AJGA. So, you know, we've, I, I laugh at it because I feel like we're playing, you know, obviously this is a major championship and this is the highest level, but we've, <laughs> yeah, we've been playing together forever. And so it's, uh, it's super fun to see. It's, it's very motivating, obviously, when you see any of your peers do it, because, you know, we've all played together since junior golf. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, um, it's exciting, and I know I'm going to get one. If Will Zalatoris keeps playing like this in the majors, he is 100% correct. He will win one before too long. Now on the tee, Justin Thomas, your 104th PGA champion, discussing family and how the PGA of America has played a role in his family and how important it is for him to be a PGA champion. And Justin also talks about the difficulty of playing through the weather that they had at Southern Hills this year, how difficult that was, and coming down that final stretch, what was it like? Yeah, it's very, very special. I'm, I'm pleased and... Um... I mean, I, it, at this point, any of them is, is great. I, I'm, I don't care which one it is. I mean, you're, you know, as Tom Brady always says, your favorite Super Bowl is your next one, and that's that's what my favorite major is. And at this moment, it's it's definitely this guy right here. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it would. I'm looking forward to talking to my grandma. Um, I'm sure she was watching, but um, but yeah, I know, you know, somewhere up there, Grandpa was definitely watching today and pulling for me and. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very cool to be able to share this moment with my family. Well, I don't think I've ever played, I mean, a non-open championship. Um, I, I've never played it so severe. I mean, because when we played Friday morning, I mean, it was howling out of the south. And then yesterday it was cold and howling out of the north. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't happen often, um, let alone in a major championship and at a, you know, a place like this. So it was... It just it brought out another side of everybody. It, it, it challenged us, and I and I was excited for that because, although I would have loved to have seen this place in a north wind, I hadn't before. But at the same time, well, I'm sure a lot of guys hadn't either. And it was just about. It, it probably helped that I hadn't been here that often because I was. It was a lot easier to throw the past two rounds of memory out and just almost take each hole from scratch for what it was. And it was it was very very tough. But um, you know everybody had to deal with with the same kind of stuff. Uh, well, again, I didn't look at a leaderboard, so I didn't know where I necessarily was. I think uh, when I made the birdie on 12, I could just there's just different roars, different um, different energy that you can feel sometimes, and and I I felt that that one was pretty big. Uh, I didn't hit a very good wedge shot in there, and but I left it in a good spot and, and was able to make that putt, and I could just kind of feel the energy. I got a little bit of goosebumps when that went in, and. And just like, all right, like this is, 
I don't know where I'm at, but I, I'm I'm in striking distance. Yes, he was definitely in striking distance. Justin Thomas coming from behind and winning the 104th PGA Championship. Coming up after the break, we're going to have a conversation over Zoom with the 2022 Arkansas State Golf Association Amateur Champion. The tournament was played this past weekend at Hartscrabble Country Club in Fort Smith. Connor Gaunt was your champion. He fired an opening round bogey-free 65, five under par, followed that up with a 66, and then shot a very nice 69 on his round three for a total of 210 under par, winning by five shots over Murphy Allard. Connor Gaunt is coming up after the break. Before we head to the break, I need to tell you about Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. BPHotels.com is where you find them on the web. Matthew Allen, Blair Allen, they do a great job of managing your hotel properties. And so if you're in the market to have someone manage your hotel property, reach out to BPHotels.com. We're back after the break. Stay with us. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to, I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. I am Trey Shep. Next on the tee, let's hear via Zoom from the 2022 Arkansas Amateur Champion, Connor Gaunt. Connor Gaunt, the uh, 2022 Arkansas State Amateur Champion, joins us on From the Short Grass. Connor, congratulations on the big win. Thank you so much. I'm uh, honored to be here and looking forward to it. You started off your round on Thursday. Uh, wow. Bogey-free, five birdies. What was working well for you on Thursday? Uh, pretty much everything was clicking. It's kind of one of those days where golf was kind of easy. Um, that's kind of all the days we kind of hope for when golf isn't easy 99% of the time. Um, just uh, drove the ball well, and when I had wedges in my hands, I converted them. So made a few putts here and there, and it all worked out. I got up and down from some good spots to save par. So it was a good round for sure. I was at the PGA in Tulsa on Thursday and obviously the threat of weather, uh, rain and stuff. What was the weather like in Fort Smith? I know that's not very far from Tulsa, but playing there at Hardscrabble Country Club, the wind can really whip around there and make things difficult, can it not? It definitely can. Um, the, wind, the wind was a factor all week. Um, luckily, I went off in the morning on uh, Thursday and I uh, went off at 740, so I didn't catch the wind until the back nine. So I feel like that gave me a little bit of an advantage. Um, but uh, definitely, it likes to swirl out there. You throw up the grass on one hole, and it'll be going downwind, and you'll be playing the next hole, and it'll be into the wind. So you really just got to – the way I do it is I carry a compass, and if I know the wind's coming out of the south, I always see fine where south is, and that's where the wind is. So, 
And then Friday, you start your round with a bogey, but you fire right back with a birdie on three, a birdie on six. You come back uh, with a birdie on 11, an eagle on 13 before a bogey on 15, and fin finish it out with a birdie on uh, 18 to shoot 66. 65-66 for the first 36 holes. Pretty impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the, the second round was good. Um, definitely found some adversity on the first hole. Um, I knew I knew after that, after I hit my four iron off the tee and hit it in the bunker and ended up in a footprint, and I knew I'm going to have a little more adversity today. So, um, but yeah, it was a good round and um, definitely, definitely good to um, keep the momentum going after the first round, for sure. I'm trying to figure out who didn't rake the bunker in front of you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to point any fingers. I, I just, <laughs> you, you take what golf gives you and that's what happens. So I and just then, hacked it out and hit it up there and missed a putt, but that's all I could do. Tell me about the, uh, the Eagle on 13, the two. Oh, uh, that's, um, that was, uh, I hit my drive. It's kind of, it's kind of a short hole. It's like 380 yards, it's got bunkers left, right. And in the middle of the fairway. And, um, all week I, I really straight driver of the golf ball and, I just been I hit my driver just as straight as I do my three iron. So I was just trying to bang driver down there as far as I could. And um I was hugging the left side of the fairway, pulled it a little bit and um kind of kept caught the edge of the cart path and kicked me way left. And I had 70 yards out of the rough and um I hit it. I tried to land at 65 and it landed 65 and took one bounce, spun and went in. Wow. And uh so I was uh very, I was kind of, kind of kept the momentum going, missed a couple putts before that. And I was like, all right, I've got to get it back. And, um, that kind of, I kind of put some wind in my sails for sure. Yeah. So you are, uh, sitting on a lead. You have to sleep on a lead going into Saturday and you start off again with a bogey on one, but you come back on three, the par five with an Eagle. And that had to, I guess, right the ship a little bit for you. It did. Definitely. I started off with a bogey and, um, kind of hit my drive left on one and did kind of hit a decent wedge over the back of the green. I had a simple up and down and just didn't convert it. Um, I'm guessing that was a little bit of the jitters and, um, but I bogeyed and Murphy Aller birdied. So there goes my five shot lead back down to three. So, um, and then with the Eagle on Eagle on three was big. I, um, been playing that hole kind of bad all week. It's kind of an easy hole. You just bang a driver over the corner and have a nine iron wedge into this par five and, um, I said, all right, I hit a, hit a great drive, best drive I hit there all week and, uh, stood over a pitching wedge and I was like, all right, I gotta go dead at this thing. It's at, it's at the back left corner and I did it and I hit a shot, hit a good golf shot and it went to about eight feet and made converted the Eagle. So that kind of settled me down a little bit and, um, was, uh, definitely set the pace for the rest of the day. When did you know you had it won? Uh, I knew I had it won, um, uh, pretty much, I guess it was on, um, I guess 13, I made a, made about a 20, about a 20 foot moment back-to-back birdies on 12 and 13. And that gave me a three shot lead. And I knew that if I had a three shot lead coming in the last four, cause I played the last four pretty decent the last, last two days. And, um, I knew that it'd be pretty hard for Murphy to come back and beat me. Um, but like I, like I said, he did a great job putting the pressure on me. That's, that's what, that's kind of what I asked for. I didn't really, um, I really wanted it to, I really kind of wanted to run away with it like everybody did, everybody wants to, but it felt really good to be able to hit some golf shots under pressure like that. But um, yeah, definitely on 13 when I made about 20 foot footer for birdie, I knew it was going to be pretty hard to beat me. So, 
You've been a junior amateur champion, junior amateur player of the year, being the amateur champion in the state of Arkansas. What does it mean to you? It means a lot. Um, I was looking at the trophy when I got home, and um, there's a lot of great names on that trophy. Uh, you know, like John Daly, Austin Cook, and just countless other legends like Wes McNulty and um, just legends. It's just kind of really honored. And really, it really didn't hit me until I got home and started looking at it. Um, I was just looking at, I mean, there's major champion on that, on that trophy. So um, definitely means a lot and definitely started tearing up a little bit. When I was looking at those names and finally, I guess the drilling kind of wore off. I had a two and a half hour drive home. I was still riding high, I guess, but um, it uh, definitely hit me when I got home. So it means I would a lot. Yeah. I would imagine that two and a half hour drive was, uh, it went by pretty quick with the uh, riding that adrenaline that uh, you said. Yes, sir. It did. It did for sure. So you just finished your junior year at LSU and your path to LSU is not the conventional one. You left Cabot high school, went to Arkansas tech. When did you decide that I want to try and move up to the big leagues and go division one and go to the sec? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to kind of rewind a little bit. Um, I committed to tech when I was sophomore in high school and um, Luke Calcaterra and those guys there just was a great program. And I, um, committed to them early and uh, I progressed throughout my high school and got really good my senior year and had some had some offers and stuff come in from big D1 schools and I kind of told I kind of told him I was like look I gave gave Luke my word I'm not going to go back on my word and um, I'm going to honor that and I'm going to play at Arkansas Tech my first year and see how it goes and if any doors open they open and um, we Arkansas Tech actually got invited to play an LSU's home tournament at um actually in Shreveport and um, we were paired with LSU the first day and I fired 68, 69 in the first 36 whole day. And um, we were paired with them and the assistant coach was in my group and he, um, it just, just kind of watched me. And it was, um, it was pretty, pretty much like pretty, pretty blessing that I was, that I was uh, able to play with them and play well. It kind of, kind of God's plan kind of came together and um, then contact, they, I tried to contact them and they, um, then everything kind of fell in from there, but then COVID happened and, um, then I got four years here. So it's, it's pretty much God's plan. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, I knew, I knew I was good enough to play division one out of high school. Um, but I, I wouldn't trade anything. I wouldn't trade tech for a year for anything. Um, just makes me appreciate with all the stuff that we have here at LSU and um, and the great coaches that we have. And even Luke Calcaterra is one of the best coaches in the nation. So um, it, was, it was really, really great. And I knew that LSU was a good fit for me. So I know Sunday you had to drive back down to Baton Rouge. Did you get to watch any of the uh, PGA championship? I did. I did. I, I left early yesterday morning um, trying to beat the rain. We had some rain coming in and um, I got to watch the last probably nine holes and that was, that was great to see Justin Thomas come back from seven back. And that's, um, it's crazy how golf works. You know, you can be seven back and win the dang thing. So never quit. Is that a place you aspire to be someday? I do. I do. It's been a big dream of mine. And, um, I've worked pretty hard at pretty hard at what I do, trying to master my craft and, um, definitely, definitely would like to chase it for as long as I can. So. Who got you involved in golf? Was it your father? Yes. Yes, it was. My dad put a, put a club in my hand at a very young age, and um, he never really pushed me to do 
do golf. He just said, here's golf and let's see how you do. He played baseball in college. And um, I mean, I played everything growing up. I played baseball, basketball, football, golf. And um, I think that was a big part of my pretty big part of the where I am today, just playing multi-sport and being an athlete. Um, and I love, comp- love competition. I love competing. Um, but yeah, I knew, I knew I trained, I went straight golf during, during high school when all the other coaches would just kind of want me to play their sport, not golf. So, uh, golf is my main focus since, since about high school. So Cabot high school is known for a good golf program as well. Did that have any influence on sticking strictly with golf? Uh, it did. It did definitely. And I had, I mean, ever since I was nine years old, I had a group of guys that I'd go out to the golf course and they'd, we'd walk 36 holes. My mom would drop me off at 7 a.m. and pick me up at 7 p.m. So um, a bunch of my lifelong buddies play on the golf team. And, I mean, we had a heck of a golf team my senior year. I think we were ranked number one in the nation for a while. So um, it, was, uh, it was definitely a big factor. What did Coach Tucker instill in you guys? Um, just Coach Tucker – he was just kind of, he knew that we were, we were good to go. Once he, he, all he had to, he said, all I had to do is get y'all there, which was um, kind of reassuring that we knew we had a job to do and we'd do it. Um, but uh, me and coach Tucker go back a long time. He coached me in basketball during, during junior high. And um, so I played for him in basketball and he kind of, he kind of made me a man in junior high basketball. I mean, he'd, he'd run my run until I puked my guts up. So kind of um kind of definitely gave me some adversity during junior high and um but he is a great coach he was uh he was very fun to be around but he trusted us to do a job and we'd go and do it you're back in baton rouge right now what's the rest of the summer like for connor um i've got some summer classes to finish up in june i had some transfer credits that didn't transfer over um got to make up those and um got that in june so i won't be playing anything in june uh but then July, kind of, kind of every week, just running and gunning. I'm gonna, um, gonna try to play in the Transmiss in um, Denver, Colorado, and then kind of just play some local stuff. I'm gonna play the Maumel Classic. Um, I'm gonna play in the USAM qualifier at Maumel the day after that. So that's a pretty good stretch of golf. I mean, four days of golf and then 36 holes after that. Um, and then I'm gonna try to make a run at that match play. I'd like to get them both in one year, um, which would be, which would be awesome. That would be something. Have you played Mystic Creek before? I have not. I've heard a lot of good things. I've been wanting. I've been trying to get down there, but I um, I'm I'm excited. I'm oh, I hear I hear it's a good test of golf course. It will be a good test of golf. I'm, I will be down there. I'm not going to be playing in your division. I'm going to stick to my mid am division, but I'll see you at the Maumel Classic. I'll see you at the uh, the match awesome. play. So yeah, it uh, th- those are awesome. those are two good tracks to uh to try and you know win. That's what on. I'm excited. I'm excited. I I know Mystic Creek is a good test, and I know that I think a couple under par was a course record at one point. So that's definitely um that's definitely the course is going to be a beast. I'm excited to try to conquer it. So no doubt about that. Well, Connor, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations again on winning the 2022 Arkansas Amateur Championship, Hard Scrabble Country Club. I mean, that's one of the legendary courses in the state. To win it there has to feel good. It does. It definitely does. That I, I um I love that golf course. I played a junior tournament there. I was blessed to win that junior tournament when I was there. And um it's just a great golf course. Greens are always good. The layout's fun. Um definitely 
definitely rewards a person that drives the ball well, which I did all week. And um, uh, yeah, it's there's there's not any other golf course I'd really want to win it on. But um, there it's a great great honor to be able to play that golf course. Connor, best of luck the rest of this summer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My thanks to Connor for spending some time out of his day and talking with us. Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Find them on the web at blackmanauctions.com. Thomas, I've got the 20 bucks for you. We're back after the break. Stay with us. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to, I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to. And a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success. Not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Shortgrass. An email comes in to fromtheshortgrass at gmail.com asking a question about bunkers. Ball is in the bunker, and my finger, as I'm trying to remove a loose impediment, touches the sand of the bunker. Am I penalized? That's a great question from Jack in Jacksonville. Here, with that answer is our rules expert, PGA Master Professional, Adam Carney. So under this specific question, the answer is no. Um, so the touching of the sand was directly attributable to the removing of the loose impediment, which is allowed now, which mm-hmm. is not one another one of the rules changes. So the inadvertent touching of the sand, because you were also in the process of removing a loose impediment, no penalty. The same would have been true prior to the rules change. If you're removing a movable obstruction and you inadvertently touched the sand on that process, there was no penalty. You weren't taking an action to test the surface of, of the sand in the bunker. So um, under these circumstances, no, an accidental touching of the sand while removing either a loose impediment or a movable obstruction, no penalty. You are in the bunker. Let's say your ball is kind of on one of those loose impediments and you try to move that loose impediment and your ball moves, then that's when you incur the penalty? Yeah, so you're going you're gonna to have a, a problem there. I mean, that's a situation where with the loose impediment, ball comes to rest on the loose impediment. The same thing would be true in the fairway or in the rough. If you try and move that loose impediment, leaf, twig, Like a pine whatever, needle or something. Whatever. If that caused your ball to move, then yes, you would be in breach of that rule and you would be required to replace the ball with penalty of one stroke. Only thing in the bunkers, you cannot test the surface, correct? Correct. I mean, now there are some... There are some things that you can do 
that I'm sure a lot of people would say, well, I'm testing the surface. But, you know, for example, you can rake the bunker as you walk into the bunker because I'm going to exit from somewhere else. And, you know, so I'm, I'm raking the bunker just to keep it tidy or something like that. You know, you're okay under those circumstances. But obviously, practice swings in the bunker, things like that, things that are obviously you're trying to test say the firmness of the sand mm-hmm. or or if is is this heavy sand or is this very silty sand you know but aren't you going to learn that if you do rake behind yourself when you walk you are exactly and and so i mean you, i think you're also going to learn it when you when you fairly take your stance true so um that it's it's one of those things where you, you know i i get the the purpose of the rule i was really surprised they allowed loose impediments to be moved in a bunker but it's the rule now so i don't know this may be something they review down the line somewhere speaking of bunkers and building your stance you're in the lip of a bunker and it's a very steep lip Mm -hmm. and you start building your stance and you basically have built a step sure in the bunker is that allowed so no you're allowed to fairly take your stance you can still dig in you can you can dig into the point where Hey, look, I may dig in a little bit more because I'm on, I'm on a slope and I'm going to prevent me from falling, but I can't build a stance where I'm going to you know, take my foot and level out one portion of that bunker so my foot is now flat. You can fairly take a stance, and, and it stands to reason that you may dig in a little bit more on, mm-hmm. on a slope, and then it's not for the purpose of testing the surface or building a stance, but really to make sure you don't go doing backflips into the bunker. I've done it a hundred times. And so. injure yourself, yeah. Right. He's Adam Carney, our rules expert. If you have a question on the rules of golf, send us an email, from the shortgrass at gmail.com. That's it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. Remember, when you find a ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you from the shortgrass. You've been listening to From the Shortgrass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.